man. Come on. The light's green. Let's go. Where is it? Oh, there it is. Thanks. <laughs> Help me get through this week. Yeah, this one. Let's ride. Oh, no, you did. Oh, my God. Nice. Late to work sports. 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 What up, world? Welcome to another episode of Late to Work Sports, where we have no agendas and just raw sports. As always, I'm your host, Jonathan, and my co-host, Ray Ray. Uh, what up, Ray Ray? What's up, John? Coming at you from a different time zone this time, as I'm in Chicago, getting ready for a graduation from the, for a buddy from the Navy. Oh, man, sitting in Chi-Town, huh? That's right. Yep, I'm just right north you of it. You're to try to catch any... You gonna try to catch any Bears games when you get there? Well, I mean, I'd have a good chance of maybe catching the football like some of those receivers. But no, nah, man, we'll be gone too late. We looked into everything. The Bulls have already played. Didn't get a chance to go see that. Blackhawks won't be in mm. town. Sox is obviously not playing. So we checked all the sports around us, and nothing's going on. Ouch. Well, yeah. That stinks. But hey, hey, I get to keep my money for another week. That's right. Wait till you come to California. We'll take it all. Yeah, sure. Well, uh, <laughs> this week we got a we got a pretty good little thing, man. Uh, pro football. I don't know really what to say there uh, at this point. I mean, it's just last week was wild to say the least. College football. I went. Think I went fifty, fifty fifty. You went. Uh, I believe three and one. Yeah, I've been so, pretty decent then, uh, on my my college. Yeah, I think I had, I had an upset that didn't go the way you know is what it is. But yeah, and then we got uh we are ready to start the World Series on Friday, so we're going to quickly recap how the uh, last two series ended that have led us here to the World Series. So if you are ready, my friend, I'll go ahead and roll right into it. Let's get it. All right. Let's get it. Anyways, now that Ray Ray's done stealing my uh, stuff to say, uh-huh, go ahead and do the week seven <laughs> recap. And uh, first, man, we started off with the Jaguars versus the Saints. Lawrence did play, and uh, he, he was the decided factor, honestly. The Saints have higher stats in most categories, including forced turnovers, right? Passing yards, total yards. I mean, they really were doing a lot. But in the end, the score is the only one that really matters, and the Jaguars are ah, whoo, boy, it's too late for this. The Jaguars would win thirty-one to twenty-four. Falcons versus the Buccaneers. I mean, let's just go ahead and say what it was there, Ray Ray. Rough gameplay by both teams as the Falcons turned the ball over three times and the Bucks yep. turned the ball over twice. Mm-hmm. But it was a much better passing week by Ritter as he went nineteen of twenty-five. For 250 yards and no INTs. That's big improvement. However, he did fumble it three times. That's not. That's not. And uh, the Bucks did go for it on their opening drive, and they were stopped on downs. And that could have maybe set the tone. Maybe it would have been a deciding factor. Who knows? But in the end, the Falcons would win this one with a late field goal as time expired. 16-13. to 13. Okay, it Browns win. versus Colts. And that's it. Browns versus Colts. A lot of action in this high-scoring game, too. The Browns' defense and special teams were doing everything this week, forcing turnovers, recovering the ball, INT. They're even blocking a field goal. In the end, that field goal would prove to hurt the Colts as they would fall to the Browns, 39-38. to mm. Bills versus Patriots. Who are the Bills at this point? Who knows? Coming into this game, the Bills have lost one of their last two games and barely beat the Giants. So, yeah, it was only the last two games, but really not a good look. The struggles seemed to continue this week as they were outplayed by the 1-5 Patriots. Mac Jones looked good this week, throwing 25 of 30, completing that many, and had 272 yards, two touchdowns, and zero INTs. He would outperform Josh Allen, 
The Bills fall again this week, 29-25. to Not a good look, Ray Ray. Not at all. Commanders versus Giants. Who can score the least amount of points was the theme of this game. 28 drives, Ray Ray. 28. But only three of them would end in any points whatsoever being scored. Tyrod Taylor would play pretty good this week, going 18 to 29, 279 yards and two touchdowns. In the end, the Giants would do just enough to win this game and get their second win of the season, 14 to 7. Lions versus Ravens. I don't know if anybody really seen this one coming like this. The Ravens came to play and are tired hearing about the Lions. They scored the first 35 points and went into the fourth, leading 35 to 0. Three turnovers on downs, and an INT would prove to hurt the surging Lions this week. Hey, Ravens came in with less hype, but easily show they are still someone to not be played with. Ravens win 38-6. to Raiders versus Bears. I mean, does anyone really know what's going on anymore? The Raiders come in to face the Bears, have a backup QB in. That defense should feast on the Bears, right? Well, it looked like the only thing feasting was the Bears' offense as they hung a 30-piece on the Raiders, man. Bears win 30-9. Steelers versus Rams. The Steelers haven't had a 400-yard game in years. Literally. They hold the current record, which I'll tell you later. Rams would have kicking trouble in this game as well. Right, we started to see a kind of a trend going on here. Puka, however, wouldn't have trouble. He caught eight passes for 154 yards. In the end, they would have the Rams would have two missed field goals and an INT. And honestly, that would prove to be too much for the Rams to overcome. Steelers win this one 24 to 17. Cardinals versus Seahawks. The week continues, and so do kicking troubles as we see another missed. Ray Ray, what am I doing? As we see another missed kick by the Cardinals. So. As you see a trend in these games, Rory. Close game at, of uh, 14 to 10 at the half, but the Cardinals would do nothing to score in the second half, while the Hawks would do, honestly, just enough. Seahawks add two more field goals, and they would win this game 20 to 10. Packers versus Broncos. Which team will upset their fan base the most in this matchup? That's <laughs> really what we're talking about here. <laughs> at the half, the Broncos were leading 9 to 0. But the second half, we would see the Packers climb back in and take the lead in the fourth. However, Broncos will kick a field goal and take it back. Jordan Love, hey, you got to get the Packers down there. Just get them in field goal range, kick the game winner. It's over, right? Well, he would throw an INT, which would prove to be the game-sealing pick, and Broncos would run the clock out with a Hail Mary throw out of bounds and win their second game of the season, 19-17. to Congratulations, Sean Payton. Let's ride. Chargers versus Chiefs. Let's ride. <laughs> this game started off pretty close. Right before half, it was tied. However, the Chiefs would score with 15 seconds left to take a seven-point lead in the half. Chargers come out of the second half and offensively just played horribly, man. They threw two picks, and then there was also seven points scored by the Chiefs. With that, both of them adding up, man. I mean, they just honestly put this game out of reach. Chiefs will win this one 31-17. to Dolphins versus Eagles. This game was not the Dolphins' finest game. Both teams came in 5-1. and one. How would the Eagles' defense match up against the speedy Dolphins' offense? The answer is not too bad at all. The Dolphins turn the ball over on downs twice and throw a pick to big play slay. Eagles cruise to the best record in the NFL with a win of 31-17. to 49ers versus Vikings. First off, let's say... I don't think anyone thought this game was going to be close. But it was, and it was honestly a good game. CMC did end up playing and showing out. Good thing no one had them on their bench in fantasy football. Brock Brock Purdy would play a horrible game, throwing for three picks. I see somebody on Discord calling him a system quarterback. I mean, that's uh he's not making he's not making any good arguments for himself. They would also miss a field goal this week. Again, a trend that we see this week. Vikings win 22-17. to 17. That's uh, that's week seven recap there, Ray Ray. What, uh, what stood out this week to you, man? 
Uh, I mean, it's like you said, there's there's a lot of missed kicks, which is still crazy to us, considering that if they're not real deep, if they're not like your 50 bombers, how are you missing these when that's your only job in the NFL? That's it, right, is to kick the ball and put it through the uprights. I get it. It's not easy. I'm not saying it is, but when it's your only job, your only job, and you're getting paid millions to do it, how are you not guaranteed from a certain range? From, what, 40 in, you should be guaranteed? Or at least making extra points. I've seen, I don't yeah. know which game, but I've seen a kicker miss an extra point. And then that kicker also went on. I think it was the I think it was the Rams game, but I'm not positive. But he, yeah, he missed the extra point and then went on to miss a field goal as well. That's impressive. I mean, I just don't see how you do that. That's I'm not paying you all that money for you just to miss PATs. That should be a guaranteed. It's like a give me when you're playing golf. You know, you're close enough to the putt. You should be just better to get it. That's how PAT should be. Unless it's blocked, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's yeah. the only way. Unless you just get blocked. Other than that, man, not, not I mean, seeing the Lions get absolutely throttled. I mean, I, I think that's a fair word for what happened to them. You know, you'd expect oh, yeah. that to be closer instead of just losing, really thirty-five to zero. I know the final score is thirty-eight to six, but they really were, had already lost by then. The game was way out of reach. And over. Yeah, you're not coming back thirty-five points in the fourth quarter. No, it, it's just crazy to think how. We went from a week of we missed what four games total. Yeah, we had a really Something like good that. week the week before, and then we yep. crapped the bed this go around. Like it was all reverse, and we definitely learned. Uh, I think we talked about it today. I was like, yeah, no, this is the NFL after all. You really can't predict this. You know, they're all still professional athletes. They're still the one percent of what they do. Yeah, even if Other you're Eli that, Apple. Yeah, that's right. I will say the most upsetting one was the Colts one to me, though, because y'all doubted me on that, and then I lost it by a point. <laughs> well, here's the thing, man. Uh, since you brought up the Colts game, I'll go ahead and throw this little stat out here. Got some, got actually two stats for you, man, from that one. So I don't know if you know this or not, but Miles Garrett, man, is honestly making a real big push for Defensive Player of the Year. He recorded in that game. I picked up that defense, by the way, and started them because I, I just felt like they would have a better game than the Ravens who I had. And I was right. They uh, they allowed 38 points, but they were still the number one offense, I believe, this week in fantasy football for us. Because Miles Garrett forced two sacks, two forced fumbles, and blocked the field goal, man. And uh, he becomes... The, it's Dude, I mean, he's making a push for defense player of the year. You know, he, yeah. he also becomes the only player in the last 30 years to record multiple sacks force multiple fumbles, and block a field goal in the same game. The only player in the last 30 seasons. Yeah, his name's kind of, ever since beating Rudolph in the face with his helmet, his name's kind of fallen to the wayside. Yeah, yeah. But here's a a little shout-out to you, right? Your Minshew mania. You can't really blame Minshew for the loss, right? Because the Colts did put up 38 points on the NFL's number one total defense. And Minshew was a big factor of this. Totaled 305 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, and two rushing touchdowns. Minshew became the first player in Colts history with multiple passing and rushing touchdowns in the same game. So he had a game. Maybe, you know, yeah, you lost it, but, but I mean, possibly the game of your career right there. I, I told you he was going to have something. that he just He's get one or two inside of that belt. And then he's just like, oh, I got to go back into hibernation. <laughs> well, I mean, another another couple little things to to throw out here: Chiefs and Chargers. Mahomes had his tenth career game with at least four hundred passing yards. He joins seven under. He joins seven other people to reach this mark in their career. Man, that would be Dan Marino, Matt Safford, Drew Brees, Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger. Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. So, uh, I mean, honestly, a bunch of scrubs, right? Uh, and this oh, yeah. was Nothing Mahomes. <laughs> this was Mahomes' fifth career game with 400 passing yards and at least four touchdowns. That ties Breeze for the third most in a player's career since 1950. Only Dan Marino and Peyton Manning have more, 40 and four games. Marino with seven, Manning with eight. Now. Obviously, we know Kelsey had a big day. That was, you know, I mean, he caught almost almost half of Mahomes' receiving yards or passing yards, and uh, he joins Hall of Famer Shannon Sharp 
as the only tight end in NFL history with at least five games with 150-plus receiving yards. Sharp did this six times. I I feel like Shannon Sharps was probably a bigger deal back then because tight ends are utilized different now than they were really back then. You know what I'm saying? They were, weren't as right, yeah. huge into pass catching as they are nowadays. So, no, now it's a very hard position. It's yeah, very now it's a position, position you're, to do you're, so much. Yes. You're expected to catch the ball. You know? And block. So, yeah, and block. And have yeah. a lot of knowledge. You know. Like you, mm-hmm. there are a lot of from you at that position now. Yep, and then uh, then we also have a couple of little things to throw out there, man. Before we roll on, Bills and Patriots, right? We understand it was a horrible game for the Bills, and probably not the game you wanted to lose, right? If you're going to lose any game, you probably don't want to lose a game to a dude that he's about to have his 300th win, and that's exactly what Bill Belichick just did. He got career win number 300, and it came as the Patriots recovered a lead over the Bills with uh, uh, 12 seconds left, man. 12 hmm. seconds left. That's enough time on the clock. That's yeah. Belichick is the third in uh, an all-time win list now, and he's 18 behind George Hallis and 28 behind Don Shula with a uh, 328, obviously. He holds the record. So, is Belichick going to coach long enough to take the lead? Probably. Or at least take second? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, word on, on his street, own. I haven't... On his own account, probably. I will say on his own account. But... I mean, it's definitely probably for him. But, I mean, yeah. at the same time, the Patriots think could could say that they, you know, have to win this coach. So, yeah, yeah they might keep Kraft's him around just for that. that. Oh, 100%. Oh yeah, so you might keep him around just for that. Be like, hey Bill, you get to stay till you get number three twenty nine. I'd be honest with you, I I would if I'm a Patriots fan, I get it. You want to win, but that's a stat that honestly we may never see broken, or at least not for a very very long time. So you can kind of hang your hat on that and be like, yeah, well we yeah, had we to win that. this coach in NFL history. Yep. Yep. So. Yeah, I'd go for yeah. It's good then, marketing. Uh, Oh, yeah. The final shout-out, man, has to be the Eagles versus Dolphins. So, with all the talk on Tyreek Hill going in this matchup, I'm sure a lot of people didn't pay attention to A.J. Brown. I did because he is one of my wide receivers. And uh, he had his fifth consecutive game, reaching 125 receiving yards, which ties him with Hall of Famer Calvin Johnson and uh, also with Pat Studstill, the Lions' great wide receiver, for the longest streak in NFL history. Calvin Johnson was in 2012, and Pats was in 1966. So, big feat for A.J. Brown. Not to be outdone, Tyreek Hill did fail to reach 100 receiving yards, but he uh, he boosted his season total of 902, which makes Hill the only player in the Super Bowl era with at least 900 receiving yards through its team's first seven games of the season. And an NFL history period, Hill only trails Charlie Henning. I'm going to mess his name up. Hennigan? Hennigan? Uh, it was a Oilers. Right. Yeah, it was an Oilers legend there. And uh, that guy had 1,044 yards in his first seven games in the 1961 season. Which is also a big deal because back then they, they ran the ball a lot. So that's also another big yeah. deal, you know? But a smash mouth. I mean Yeah. Tyreek Hill's up there with some company, you know. Yeah, you're you're quite a bit of yards off from this dude, but at the end of the season you're gonna have more yards than he had, I guarantee it. So that was some notable things from week seven, man. So for all y'all listeners out there, that's something for you to kind of take out there and be able to talk about. So well, uh, you ready to roll in a week eight preview, Ray? Yeah, man, let's get it. Let's roll right on in. Okay. So, first off, we got the uh, Buccaneers going to play the Bills. So, I just seen that that uh, old Buccaneer Mayfield is listed as questionable, and they don't think he's going to play. So, it's not a, that's not good for the for the Buccaneers. Um, the Bills do have the fifth best offense in the NFL as well. 
However, the Bucks are good for upsetting people, and the Bills are also struggling. But to me, there's no way Josh Allen keeps this up, at least not right now. So to me, the Bills win. Who you got winning this one, Rory? The Bills. Yeah, no, the Bucks. You know, the division rivals aren't going to win. The Bills also aren't going to okay. stay on the losing streak. I just realistically, they're not going to stay on this losing streak. I think they'll snap out of it, probably win one or two more, and then lose another game. Okay. Okay. Um, oh, by the way, by the way, before we keep rolling, let me just go ahead and tell everybody out there. Last week, right? So we could put it out there so Roe can hear too. We uh we finished and the, and the chalk up was Rogue finished in uh, in third place with a record of two and eleven. God, I yeah, that's bad. I finished in second place with a record of four yeah. and nine, and Ray Ray finished God. in first place with a record of five and eight. It's, that's so, bad for you. Would have been better off second guessing yourself, and you would have. Mm-hmm. Almost been perfect. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so right now you and I are tied on the season three to three. See, sometimes picking with your heart and not your brain <laughs> will do you well. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it, it worked out. That, hey, college football. Hey, hey it's cool. It we tied up again. We tied up. That's that's it. I came back from my deficit. It, whatever. It didn't work out in college football for me this week. I can tell you that. So Uh-oh. next we got the Colts versus Brown. Who? Who do you have winning this matchup, Rory? Um, so the Colts versus Browns. Yep. You mean the game that that already played? Because I'm sure you scrolled back up through your notes and uh, went back up. They they played last week, John. Damn, I'm tired. You want, you want to reset that? Versus you want, you want, Panthers. <laughs> hey when y'all get to this point in the episode people just keep on scrolling by it's late texas versus panthers and we're still at work (laughs) (laughs) look i'm going it's the battle of the rookies i'm going with the texans cj stroud is just the better quarterback like we've talked about he's he's the one to beat when it comes to your rookie qbs so between the two of them it's got to be texans all day yeah, nothing here to say, man. Panthers lose at home and become 0-7 on the season. Yeah. Stroud is going to continue to show everybody he is the top quarterback in last year's draft, at least at this point in his career. Texans Can win the this Panthers, too. Will the Panthers be the next defeated team? I mean, they're on pace. Yeah. I'm I'm rooting for them. Why not? To be defeated? Next. Uh, Heck yeah. Yeah, of course. Next we got <laughs> the Rams versus Cowboys. So the Cowboys have the second best defense in the NFL, but they also have the 23rd best offense, which is uh, Mm. not really saying anything good when there's only 32 teams. The Rams had the second, second, look at that, second, the sixth best (laughs) offense and 20th best defense. With that being said, the Cowboys can't slow the Rams down, man. Rams win. I'm going to have to throw up a prayer for you. Uh, I think you might be coming dyslexic or having some issues over there. So, oh, dude, I'm, it's, it's, I'm telling you, it's been, I don't I, know how many hours I've worked this week, I'm, but it's a lot. I agree with you. Rams win. Again, I cannot pull for the Cowboys. Thankfully, two of the guys that I came up here on this trip with, one of them is that Dallas Cowboys fan, and I had to witness a Dallas Cowboys shirt for a whole 12-hour car ride. It was disgusting. I can't believe you didn't spill something on it. Well, he was dry. He drove nine out of the twelve hours because he wanted to. So you know, like, out of respect for him, I did not do that. Okay. Well, only because yeah. he drove, though. That's right. Otherwise, next I would have just threw some fire on it. <laughs> next, we got Vikings at the Packers. Who's winning that one, Ray Ray? Oh, Kirko. He's on that high streak now. He he bought out, didn't he? I don't know what his stats were. He's like, man went off. So like, was it a 400 passing yards or something like that, or way up there? I don't know. I Either. don't know if you've seen him after the press conference, though, but or in the press conference after the game, but Kirk Thuggins is back. He had his chain on and everything, so I'm all about it. Uh-oh, yeah. Well, again, they're playing the Packers, so the Vikings win. Yeah, Packers are struggling. Kirk Thuggins is back. And uh, they also have the third-best passing attack, so to me that's too much for the Packers to handle. Vikings win. Next, we got Saints at Colts. So this is the right game that the Colts play. 
dude, I mean, <laughs> offensively, this game is kind of close. Number 13 in Ola, number 6 in Indy, right? Defensively, they're not close. The Colts are 27th. The Saints are 6th. So, even if you don't want to pick with your head, I mean, how can you pick the Colts to beat the Saints when... Even with Minshew Magic, I don't think they can do it, man. So to me, Colts win this one. Who you got? You said you're still pulling for the Colts with that, or you you're gonna go for the Saints? No, no, no. I I gotta go with the Saints, man. Okay, I got. Did um, I say Colts? Yeah, you you did. Hey, man, you got yeah. that that tired it's brain, that dad job. brain, that tired brain. I don't know what you got going on, but it's going on. It's it's quite the night for you. But I have to see. My wife brought me some tea. I'm gonna have to see. Did she? This? Yeah, I mean, she laced that thing. Probably. <laughs> Overall, I just I can't get behind who that nation. Not just because they're a divisional thing. Just the quarterback issue with you know Derek Carr was fine when he was a, a Raider. It has nothing to do with him being a same. It's like I just feel like they can't get anything going. They just overall just feels like they just have an issue. Uh, and I just want to ride with the Colts. I really do. I just want to ride with Colts on it. It has nothing to do with the divisional stuff on this. It's just the fact that I feel like the Saints are so messed up. I don't know if you saw the thing where Winston went over there looked like he was talking to Camara, who didn't give a crap about what he was saying to him. I did see that. Yeah, they so, are. They're destructive. Well, like I said, man, Falcons are number one team in the NFC South. How can how can anybody argue? So, I, based off of all that going on, I think there's just locker room issues. I'm pulling for the Colts. Oh, I'm going for that horseshoe. Okay. Next, we got the Patriots at the Dolphins. Who you got winning that one? Fins up. Between the two, I think Patriots had one of those. Uh, they wanted to win. It's the Bills. It seems like they just have a, this is a northern team issue. We're deciding who really rules up here. Dolphins have an off week. Dolphins are going to get back, get fixed, reload, recalibrate. I spoke to that Dolphins fan about their loss, and he said, honestly, he feels like the only reason why they got beat is because they got two weeks were schemed against them, and the reason why the Jets only did so well against them or did did well against that same team the week prior was because they spent that two weeks scheming to play against the Dolphins. That was his excuse to why they lost. So with all that being what, said, what, I do think what a while back. Yeah, so he's saying that uh, when they got that, that first last, loss, that last week when the Dolphins lost against the Eagles, he believes that the only reason why the Eagles struggled so hard with who the Jets was because they didn't take the Jets as serious and spent that week also scheming to play against the Dolphins. The Dolphins? Correct. See it. The, the, to me, the Jets or the, the Eagles coach is arrogant enough to do that. Correct. So he's saying that that's why he believes. So based off of that, I do think that the Dolphins will bounce back and and take another W. Again, it's just too good of a team overall. They they click too well. Their vibe altogether is too well for them to lose multiple in a row. Good atmosphere. Yeah. Um, Dolphins defense, I mean, it's not very good right now. They're ranked 25 out of 32. However, the, dude, they got the number one passing attack and the number one rushing attack. I get it, right? The Patriots want to kind of turn it around. They want to win for Bill. They want to win for at least pride of their own. But let's be honest. You're not going to stop this team, so Dolphins win. Next, we got Jets at the Giants. Both teams look rough. They're both ranked in the bottom of defense league, uh, in the league. They struggle to throw the ball, ranked 25th and 32nd. Rushing is in the middle of the pack, 17th and 18th. Um, but the deciding factor here is the Jets have the 13th best defense, and I think that's really going to be what, what helps them edge this victory out. So to me, I got the Jets winning. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, the Giants, just it's a team that you just paid a dude $40 million a year and you're having quarterback issues and you're questioning your quarterback. So, again, we're having issues that are going on with a team and identities. So, with that being said, we're going to go with J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. All right, next we got the Jaguars at the Steelers. Who you got? Man, look. I'm still not counting out sunshine. I do think this is a year. This would be a weird year, but there's a high chance that the Jags should go up and go all the way and play for that chip as long as sunshine stays healthy, as long as Trevor Lawrence is still in this fight. 
And again, the Steelers, man, they got weapons. Let's not deny them. they got weapons, but I don't think Kenny Pickett's able to utilize them correctly. And he seems like he's still trying to figure out who he is. And meanwhile, Trevor Lawrence knows who he is, and the Jaguars team is behind him. So with that, Jags win. Yeah, man, uh, both teams did win last week. But the difference here is one team can put up yards and points. The other one really can't. So to me, this is this is easy. Jags win. Then we got the Falcons versus Titans. The Titans are just ready to trade off everything under the sun, man. Throw it all away. Call the season over. They just traded one of their top safeties, maybe even arguably one of the top safeties in the NFL, to the Eagles earlier this week. And uh, the Falcons, uh, this is weird to say, so I'm glad this is on recording. The Falcons have the 11th best offense and the 5th best defense in the NFL right now. And defense is the only thing that... Hey. The st- the defense like is the only thing the Titans seem to have at all. I mean, but like I said, they just got worse because they traded one of their safeties. So to me, uh, it, it, that that void that you know, it it can't be overcome, especially not against a Falcons team that is finding ways to win. So Falcons win. I agree, Falcons win. I mean, there's just not there's not much more to say that. There's no tightening up here. They've just powered down. All right. Well, uh, then we go on to Eagles versus Commanders. What about this one? Who you got? So we have a put-together complete team versus a team figuring it out. I think Eagles are going to win this pretty lopsidedly. But again, hey, it's the NFL. We might be absolutely wrong. I could be. We might come down to a missed field goal at the end, and they only win by a field goal. But that being said, Eagles, I think they're going to fly high on this end. It's Again, they just one of those. They have an off week. They come back. They're not a team to struggle too many times in a row. Yeah. Uh, last time this was decided in OT, don't expect it this week. The Eagles are really pretty much top tier across the board right now to this point in the season. You know, they're they're if they're not top 10, they're pretty close. So, Commanders, I understand it that you know this is a division rival, but I give the Eagles winning this one by double digits. Next, we got Browns at the Seahawks. No Watson this week. Uh, they haven't had Watson, but but Ford is also injured for the Browns. So this one was a tough one for me, but I'm gonna go ahead and give this one to the home team and say the Seattle Seahawks come away with a win. You know, there's not a lot of teams that you want to play at home, and Seattle seems to be like one of those teams that you just don't want to play them at home. It kind of really is that 13th man on a field atmosphere. With all these issues the Browns are having, how can you really pull for the Browns or think that they have a chance? So with all that, it's it's got to be the Seahawks. 13th man, huh? They got two extra people out there? Yeah. They sure do. They got Beast Mode, Spirit, and then they got the Degum, the the fans out there. <laughs> All right, next you, we you got tell, Ravens. Telling me that you you telling me that the spirit of Marshawn Lynch don't live out there? I don't know. He's not cool with with uh, Pete Carroll and Kish Gears. It don't matter. The fans don't have to know that. They're gonna believe it anyway. They do know that. He's already told them. Yeah, but they don't want to believe it, John. It's like being told Santa Claus isn't real, but you're still hoping that you're getting something for Christmas. Very true. All right, next we got Ravens (laughs) at the Cardinals. (laughs) Uh, Nothing to say here. Cardinals are horrible. Ravens win. Okay, well, I think you summed that one up pretty well. How am I supposed to disagree to that? Very well. All right, next. Chiefs at the Broncos. Uh, again, nothing to say here. Broncos are more terrible than the Cardinals. Chiefs win. What about this uh, one? What, who you got with this one? I'm, I'm going to ride with the Broncos just for the fact of, let's see an upset. Let's throw an upset in Whoa. there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I don't really know what to say there. Uh, next, we got the Bengals at the 49ers. Who you got winning that one? So Brock Purdy seems to be having the identity crisis. It's finally caught up to him. Let's just be real. You're not going to win every game. You're going to start losing. You're going to start struggling. A lot of the greats struggle for a little bit, but they don't struggle long. We see that in a modern day trying to become great Joe Burrow, who struggled. Bengals are getting on a, Bengals, Bengals are getting on a roll. 
I think they'll they'll pull this one out as well. So Bengals win. I Bengals. too had the Bengals Bengals winning this one. Um, I mean, Purdy did have a rough week last week. Debo is also still out, and and I don't know if he'll be back. Trent Williams is is kind of week to week. I think the Bengals are coming back a little bit, so it, it's a tough one, man. Honestly, but I'm gonna go with uh Joe Cool and say that the the Bengals Bengals win. So next we got the Bears at the Chargers. Both teams they're looking rough. I have made a mistake in the past picking the Bears. However, since 2016, no QB has more losses than uh, Justin Herbert. So it's a tough one for me, but I'm going with the Bears. I can let a so the the two guys just came back in. I'm gonna let one of them come over here and guest pick. I'm gonna let the Cowboys fan pick, even though it's not the Cowboys game that we're talking about. Uh, Ryan, what do you have to say about between the Bears and the Chargers? Who do you think is gonna win in this Bears coming time? Chargers. He's just thinking, holding his hip, kind of looking a little prissy over here. <laughs> he doesn't want to speak at the microphone either. Is he scared? Doesn't I think bite. he is. Yeah, yeah. The microphone doesn't bite, Ryan. It is a microphone. Yeah, it is in fact a microphone. <laughs> cool, cool. Just double check it. Um, I'm going Bears. That's what hey, I'm last, talking about. Last time we had a celebrity guest picker, they were right. So I'm going to have to go with that one and also say Dub Bears. Okay, okay. Next uh, and final, we have the Raiders at the Lions. The last week, the Ravens dismantled the Lions. Don't expect the Raiders to do the same thing. Their record makes them look better than they are. Lions win. Yeah, the Raiders, again, more identity crisis going on with teams. It's it's the Lions. They're not going to lose. You're not going to just lose 35-0, to zero, really 38-6, and, and come back and not take it out on the next team. Yeah, you got to. You gotta come make a so, with that, Lions win. All right. Well, that concludes our Week Eight update here, and who we think is going to win. So, Ray, Ray, if you're ready to go ahead and roll us into uh, the college world, yeah, man, we'll we'll hit some quick recaps so that way we can talk about some other stuff real quick and get over to those playoffs. So we talked about the. Nittany Lions going against Ohio State. We did figure it'd be a close game. I didn't think it'd be, yeah, it's a little far. I guess eight points is a is a decent spread. Ohio State does manage to hold off the Lions at twenty to twelve, and we will see that Drew Aller, the quarterback for Penn State, had a terrible game, only completing eighteen for forty two passes, one hundred ninety one yards, one touchdown. Whereas Kyle McCord. Yeah, he would complete 22 for 35, a lot better completion percentage. But he would only slow for 286 and one touchdown. Overall, man, there wasn't much of a, a difference in this game. They just went back and forth. Really looked like a punt, punt, punt kind of game. No big, no big differences to really determine what went on in this one. Yeah, I had Penn State. I mean, yeah, I didn't go my way. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure we both picked Penn State. I don't, I don't think we both are going to pull for Ohio State. I don't think that's in our blood to do so. After that, we got uh, I think you, our, I think you had Ohio State, didn't you? Did I? I don't know. I'll take that loss. I don't think I could pull for Ohio State. I'd rather just have the loss. Which one you pulled for? I, I can't remember. That's terrible. Anyways, so, anyways, we'll roll over to a. Uh, hurting Malone and all the Tennessee fans as Alabama was losing, what was it, 22-7 at one point and then came back and it has nothing but unanswered points to end up winning 34-20. to Whereas now Jalen Milrow, I don't know, I saw the statistic earlier, he is playing a better than Caleb Williams has the entire year, that his QBR is a lot higher now at this point. Which is say something when you had a guy who was struggling all year and your fans were calling for your job, right? And now you're surpassing the Heisman winner? Yeah, what, who's supposed to be the favorite? Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know if you saw the, the other statistic I showed. Speaking of that real quick, on uh, Williams where he can't, yeah, beat, yeah. can't beat ranked teams. Yeah, so since you're, uh, since you're go ahead and talking about him, 
I will go ahead and say that uh, when we get down to his game against Utah and USC, we'll go ahead and talk about his stock and uh, kind of my next thing to ask you. Then why don't we just segue right on in to the Utah-USC game. We'll just go ahead and go into that. So I was right. Utah comes on with that. I don't know if we consider it an upset. I said upset, but then also at the same time it couldn't have been because they were ranked higher. I did not realize that Utah has beat him every single year. Did not look into mm. that, that that he has lost all three times in his career. He has lost to Utah, and this wasn't a game that was, you know, decided by turnovers. Each team only had one, and each team had over 400 yards total. Each quarterback was doing great. I mean, the Barnes, B Barnes, I, I don't know his first name. To be honest with you, showed out for his first time. With he got three touchdowns, one interception, 235 in the yards, and Utah managed to keep Williams to no touchdowns on the ground or in the air, and he only threw for 256 total yards. That was it. Yeah, and uh, that's the thing, man. Uh, that that was that kid, which is good. That kid do so good because the original starting quarterback for Utah is out for the season now, so it won't be coming back. But since we're on this game. I think uh, I don't remember who you picked, but I did pick USC. That one obviously didn't go I in my favor. Utah. Yep, which leads us into Caleb Williams and his stock, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what's up with this dude, man? So I don't know if anybody's been paying attention. It's kind of been unfolding over the last, I'd say, probably a month or so. But I'll go ahead and recap it, and then we'll kind of just go from there. So he wanted ownership in a team. That just came out, I think, last week that – he said he wants ownership of whatever team drafts him. Which, first off, the NFL doesn't allow that. You can't own a team and play in the NFL. So that's one thing. Secondly, he also said a while back, and this this came through his dad, this one. He's not openly said anything, and I think that's on purpose, so that he can deny if need be. But the ownership thing came through his agent, I believe, the control where he goes. That was what he said through his dad. And his dad named off the list of teams that he would play for, and that was it. He said that he could make more money in the college world, and that if he didn't get what he wanted, like, that was it. Um, and so, that's not a good look either, man. You know, you're trying to control. There has been quarterbacks in the past, Eli Manning, um, Philip Rivers. Uh, I think Philip Rivers was actually traded. I don't know if it was his decision to go there, but Eli Manning and I believe John Elway was one. So there have been quarterbacks in the past. Well, then we lead into the question of is he really as good as everybody says, or is he overhyped, overrated? Like, what is it? And that goes into the stat that we were just talking about a few minutes ago and him facing top 25 teams. So when he does not face top 25 teams, he's had 23 starts against teams that weren't ranked top 25. He has a 70.3 completion percentage, throws for 317 yards and two passing touchdowns, or excuse me, 317.2 passing yards, and throws 78 touchdowns to only seven interceptions. Now when he plays top 25 teams, he's had five starts. His completion percentage is 51.4. He only averages 172 passing yards and touchdowns and interceptions is six to six. Now, everybody understands that you're going to play strong competition in the top 25. But should your stats be that crazy of a difference? I don't really think they should. I think your completion percentage should be a little bit higher. Uh, I definitely feel like you're, you can't have, if you've only played five starts to 23, you can't have almost the same amount of INTs, in my opinion. They got they can't be close. So my question right now is, is he just overhyped or is he overrated? I'm going to say it's a bit of both. Uh, like we've talked about, and I'm going to always stick about it, is that you'll find there's a reason why a lot of quarterbacks leave the SEC and go look like they do better. Again, Bo Nix is always my example of that not just to hate on him, but to also hate on him. You know, he leaves the SEC, and now he leaves, and everyone thinks that he's a higher-end draft pick. 
And that being said is when you look at everything going on with Williamson, like what is he really playing against that it's easy to beat up on these little teams, but when you come to play guys who are ready to play, you're struggling. So to me it's just is it right place, right time, right? Like you're just the good you're the right quarterback to be in the right position to play these right teams. I do think there's some natural talent there, but I don't think he's like God's gift to football. So I would say he's overhyped and overrated. Okay, yeah, I, uh, I'm not sure, man, because I know when you're playing with a rough defense, it's going to allow you, or it's going to force you, have to, you know, kind of put more points up and do more. Right. So, but I'm not really necessarily ready. You can lose but, every game, but your stat line still shouldn't be bad. You know, I should be, I could still put up 300 yards with two to three touchdowns in air. But if I'm putting up the picks and everything, you know, that's the way college works is you can be a losing quarterback, but they realize that they're not losing because of you. That's the difference between these NFL scouts and these Faraday fans is, you know, like blaming Matt Ryan for losses. We know that it's not his fault because it's more than just a quarterback. Scouts realize the same thing, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can see your 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 point there. Um, I still, however, feel that he he maybe is a little more overhyped, per se, than uh, than overrated. I'm not I'm not necessarily saying he's overrated yet, but I, I definitely think he is overhyped right now. Um, basically, they're acting like he's going to come out and be you know uh, God's gift as soon as he rolls out there. So. I think that's obviously not true, and we're kind of starting to see that right now. So, I don't know, man. Time will pl- time will tell. So, we'll uh, we'll go ahead and recap that final game that you had, man, and then we'll roll into our next week's preview. That was uh, number sixteen, Duke, at mm-hmm. number four, FSU. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure Tyler ended up watching this one, being pretty happy. As you know, it starts off close for a while as Duke is winning it until we get to the fourth quarter. Duke was up 20 to 17 into the half throughout all the third. And then we finally get to the fourth quarter. Florida State remembers that they want to play football and be a top five team where they end up winning the game 38 to 20. So I'm sure at first he's on the edge of his seat and by the end of it, he's happy with it. Overall, I, I didn't get to see this one, but it looks like it was a good game, predominantly Florida State's favor the whole time as they go for 420 total yards to Duke's 273 and it looks like the quarterback was able to go off and just have a great time as he threw for 268 yards two TDs and did have one hiccup with an interception other than that you know Duke's replacement quarterback comes in and just does not have a good time as he only throws for 69 yards in an interception Mm. yeah that's a Probably take the wind out of your sails from wanting a quarterback there for a second. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's a rough. That's rough. Yeah. Then uh, just just a few honorable mentions as Arizona they may lose to number five Washington, but it's only fifteen to seven. So what does that say about Washington? Is it an off week? Will they bounce back better next this coming week? The UCF Knights, the once twenty nineteen self proclaimed champions lose to Oklahoma Sooners just barely 31 to 29 so does Oklahoma have holes or was UFC just feeling themselves and Ole Miss barely holds off Auburn 28-21 Auburn continues to prove that they can't win games but they can be a thorn in the side (laughs) that's all I got for you as far as college football what about uh, what about what are you thinking about this next week upcoming so that's for this upcoming, man. So obviously i got to mention Georgia, as we always do. You know, you always got to mention your own people. But it gets going to the Gators. It's classic hate week for us, as it's where that everyone thinks they're our rival, or I think everyone's our rival. I don't know. But when you have mutual grounds, it always seems like it's always for, into it for a good time. I don't know if you saw the stats, but the difference between Carson Beck and Florida's quarterback I can't even look up his name. I don't want to know it. I don't put their 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 names in my head. I can't stand Florida that much. Roger, my pastor, would be upset with me with it. But they're almost on paper verbatim the same person as they both have the same amount of touchdowns. Carson Beck only has two more interceptions. 
and their yards are off by, I think, 200 yards, and there's only a difference of 15 thrown passes. Yeah, they're almost the exact same person. And even the running backs are about the same, as Edwards has 460 yards on the ground with six TDs, and Johnson Jr. has 438 with four TDs. So it's almost the same exact team playing one another, so it'll make for a good game. Obviously, but, you have UGA winning this yeah, game. Uh, yeah, obviously. I mean, I'm not going to pick for Florida. But I will say Georgia has better quality wins when you actually look at the points. Yeah, we might struggle, but when you look at, you know, we're not winning just barely. And then we blew Kentucky out of the water who just beat Florida 33-14. to 14. So we're going to compare, you know, games played against same teams going off of that. UGA has that, that edge. But without Brock Bowers, we'll find out what we're really made out of. Yeah, My prediction is, uh, I, also, I think we're going to win 35-21. Those are going to be our score. Hmm. Yeah, I also have UGA win this one. I can't give you a score, per se, but I think uh, I also looked at you know the Kentucky game, so that was kind of my deciding factor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the key players are changing out, and that's going to make a big difference. Well, yeah, you also don't have Brock. Yeah, that's what I'm so, saying. Yeah, you lose key players, you get a big difference. Next, yeah, this, uh, this one I think is going to be a good game, though. Yeah, I think so because of that. It will be. Well, next I got Oregon versus Utah. When you compare what's going on, obviously we talked about Utah's had to replace out some some stuff. So Bo Nix is obviously the better quarterback, no doubt between the two. The running game is also nowhere close to one another. The top receivers are not even comparable. It's all going on Oregon's side. They're just worlds apart from one another. But that being said, we see that Utah just played out and did everything they could to win this game against Caleb. And as we've also talked about in college, they buy into the hype. They like to live you know, off that high and play well. But all that being said, I don't think it's going to matter. I think Oregon, at the end of the day, is going to walk away with this win. Yeah, I got Oregon winning this one as well. So, I mean, I just think they're the better team. Well, the last one I got for you then will be uh, Duke versus Louisville. Let's just say now the Cardinals are 6-1 and one overall for the 3-1 and one mark in the ACC. So they're barely just holding on to the two position right below Florida State. And like I talked about, Duke did well against the Seminoles until they just decided to crap the bed and give it away. And then Riley Leonard does re-aggravate his ankle injury, taking him out. So that being said, with Duke having the backup quarterback and him just not doing too well and struggling and underperforming, I think Louisville's just going to be able to walk over Duke, and Duke's just going to fall to classic attrition of just losing good players in good positions. Yeah, so you think Duke's going to lose, huh? Correct. Ooh. I was about to say, yeah, I agree, but then I just was like, wait a minute. Yeah, I got Duke winning this one, man. Uh, I think Duke, I think they're going to bounce back from last week. I mean, they almost beat the number four team in the country. So I think they're a better team than Louisville, personally. Well, we'll see. We'll find out. That means uh, we're going to be a differ of one. So we'll see who wins this week. One of us is guaranteed to. Let me ask you this. What do you think about the Ohio State and Wisconsin? Ohio State did just beat Penn State. um, But Wisconsin has not been a scrub team this year. I kind of feel like Wisconsin, I feel like Ohio State's could win this one and probably will, but uh, I do think, I don't know, something just tells me Wisconsin's going to give them a problem. Well, if you're asking me to choose between Ohio State and anybody else, I cannot pull for the Ohio State University. Uh, So I would love to see an upset. That would also be good, I think, for the college football playoff as we'd see a little bit of a change-up in our top four teams instead of seeing... You know, I'm not going to complain about Georgia being in there, but not seeing Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State in it all over again. But it'd be a good it'd be a good shakeup because if you're taking a loss this late in the year, you're gonna be pretty messed up. Yeah, I mean you're only at this point your only real big chance to get in there is to beat Michigan. You have to Correct. beat Michigan. I mean, here's the thing though, you have to beat Michigan no matter what. Yep. So, but last year they didn't beat you, Michigan and they also got to play together. True. Mm-hmm. I just mm, I mean, true, yep. yeah. So, I, I Ohio like State taking 
Ohio State takes two losses, we don't get just a Cinderella story of a TCU team again. You actually get, you know, an actual two top contenders and two guys who are like, dang, we made it to the dance comparatively to these past few years. Yeah. And then it's just, hey, every game is a different week, you know? Correct. You don't have to be the best yep. every game. You just got to be the best that week. That's right. That game. So, so hopefully Wisconsin well, will come in and pull up an upset. Let's hope so. <laughs> so, well, that concludes uh, the college football. I don't have anything else. Do you? No, sir, I do not. All right, then. Well, then, let's uh, let's roll into our final topic here, and that is the MLB playoffs. So, Friday starts the uh, the World Series, and I have to say I am happy about the teams that made it, man. So, both games did go to Game 7. The Rangers ended up winning in awesome fashion against the Astros, 11-4. to And then Arizona was able to come back, man. And, I mean, the Rangers did come back, too. Let me not put that out there. The Rangers did come back because the Rangers were up 2 to nothing, and then went down 3-2 to and had to win the next two games. So, But Arizona, I don't think, was picked to win. And they ended up going seven no. games. No, no. But this no. game was a little bit closer. Yeah, I don't think so. It was closer though. It wasn't an eleven four. It was a four to two. But the Diamondbacks advanced to the World Series. So now America now we're looking, gets to advance to the World Series. Oh yeah, dude. I'm happy for both of them. I I don't really care who wins, right? Um, no. As far as yeah, like, now I'm not pulling for a team to lose. No, it doesn't really matter to me. Um, if you ask me to pick, I'm going to pick the Diamondbacks to win it all, probably for my boy Freddie. But that's it, man. That's literally it. Mm-hmm. So this one's a tough one. On paper, the Rangers are the better team, but recently the Diamondbacks have been playing really well and they've been surging. Yep. So yeah, their first I feel like this is going to be a seven-game series. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's their first appearance since the early 2000s. 2001. Diamondbacks. Yeah. There you go. So, so first time in forever. Yeah, I don't disagree. I, I think it'll be a seven, seven game series. I think it'd be cool to see the Diamondbacks win. But again, at the end of the day, I I don't care. I'm just glad that Phillies aren't in it, and I'm glad Houston's not in it. It's as yeah, simple as that for me. That's honestly the biggest thing is yeah. they're not here, and that's all that matters. That's right. Well, man, um, I'm excited for the World Series and excited for all that. And then that'll give us some more talking stuff. It uh, should be a good time. I don't disagree. It it should be. We'll get to see pretty much next time we go to record who, uh, where we're at and how close. And the World Series could be over. I hope not. But, yes, it could be. Yeah. So. Well, all right, man. Well, that is uh, that brings us to the end of the show, where now we have to drop that fact of the week. So, I will go ahead and drop my fact of the week first. So, as I previously told you in the episode, the Steelers currently have or currently have not had a game where they've had over 400 yards in quite a few years. Well, the uh, I'm going to go ahead and tell you the, the top three teams as far as consecutive games under 400 yards. This is the longest active streaks right now. The Packers with 12. The Patriots with 12. And then number one, the Steelers with 53. The Steelers haven't had a game with over 400 yards since... <laughs> the, well, excuse me. I don't know when they hadn't, but... I was doing the week before this. Their streak started September 27th, 2020. But here's the weird thing about this, Bray They're 32, 21, and 1 during that time frame. Hmm. So, so no yards, but we're still able to uh, pull out some wins, huh? Is that pretty much what you're telling me? That's exactly what I'm telling you. It's got to be that defense, man. Yeah. Well, they say that wins championships. I mean, I mean, I, I've heard that. No, no, not on that. Well, I mean, they haven't really won a lot of championships, but you can't argue with them. 
in recent times. In recent times, they have not. Yeah, but they got a winning record, though. That's right. Yep. You can't. What is it? Mike Tomlin has never had a losing year. Yeah, not yet. Can't say that as many quarterback or quarterback coaches. I don't think you can really say it with any coach that no. you know had a, a long tenant. You know. No. No, you're bound to have down years unless you guess you're unless you're Mike Tomlin. So what uh what stat you got this week? Well, you know it's a recent one, and that it's uh the fact that this will be the first World Series without the Houston Astros since 2016. It's very simple, very to the point. But that's what seven years in a row that they went, or six years in a row, and we finally don't see them for the first time in the seventh one. So. I mean, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I am too. It's a very simple one. It's not very interesting, but at the same time, it is considering that we don't have to deal with the Astros. Yeah, I'm all about the Astros not being there. So. Yep, I am too. Cannot, can't be any happier when it comes to that side of baseball. <laughs> I mean, yeah, unless the Padres, the only one I can be happier is if the Padres are there. You know? Oh, that's fair. I guess that's fair for you to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, any shout-outs this week? Uh, yeah, so like I said, we're in Chicago to see a graduation for our buddy Philip Pio as he'll graduate tomorrow, actually. So I guess when this comes out on Thursday, he'll get to be a little seaman. He'll graduate, and then he'll – I think he stays here for two months, and he's got to head off to Cali to begin his next phase, his A school and all that. So pretty excited for him and see where he's going to go with everything. Nice, nice. Well, uh, my only shout-out this week would be to uh, my awesome real estate agent, Courtney. Um, he, We bought our house in Tennessee about two and a half years ago when we first got stationed there. And then, obviously, now I'm leaving, and I'm in California. And throughout the whole thing, man, he knew we were leaving. He helped us out through the process, taking pictures, helping this, helping that. I was at recruiter school. He was doing all this stuff and, and really, you know, kind of helping make sure everything was taken care of. Um, and now we're obviously out here and there's been a few times we were going back and forth with the sailor and he went over there and fixed stuff, man. You know, it, some of it was stuff like, uh, you know, people were coming in and using the bathroom and so I think somebody clogged it up and it's like, yeah, dude, I've been in California for a month. Do you think I really clogged the toilet up? Like I haven't even been there. Who's using no, my bathroom? You, yes. <laughs> no. No, lies. <laughs> so, uh, you know, but, it, you know, then it was like uh, missing want an extra, you know, smoke detector. So he goes out and buys uh-huh. a smoke detector. Like, he really stepped up to the plate, man, and helped us out because we weren't there. And went back and forth, did all the legwork, fought. Obviously, he does get paid, right? So there was a little buy-in for him. But for those stuff he did, man, he didn't have to do. So I appreciate that from Courtney. And uh, today we officially sold our house and made a nice little profit off of it in two years so we are no longer homeowners but i am also no longer in any kind of oh, like a home period, you don't so. live in yeah <laughs> yeah living life so yeah man, good, man appreciate it courtney yes sir so well that's all i got this week man so it was a pretty quick show you know right at uh, right an hour Oh, dude, I'm about to crash when we get oh, off Oh, I here, am too. So. Yeah, really. I'm pretty sure you <laughs> listen to this one. You can tell that you and I over here blinking like left eye, right eye, like one at a time. Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> struggling. I'm but, holding you know, on to faith hey, alone. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely enjoy doing these podcasts, man, so this is what it's all about. So with all that being said, hey, everyone, make sure y'all are checking out our social medias. Make sure y'all are sharing us with your friends. You know, uh, we got some good stuff coming up. We're working on a couple other surprise guests to come in. Uh, definitely got to give a shout out to Rogue last week. His episode is doing real well. He was uh, seems to be a fan favorite. He was very, very smart. So I appreciate him coming on. And, uh, I do too. It was good yeah. talking with him. It was fun to do it with him. Oh, yeah. He's definitely going to have to come on again. So, oh, 100%. Um, yeah, so definitely make sure y'all check out our social medias, man. Make sure we, we got Twitter, 
Honestly, we're not super active on that one. Um, we got Instagram, Facebook. Oh, and it's not Twitter no more. Excuse me. It's X. X. We're in Discord. Discord's definitely you. our most active spot. So check us out. We got a website. If you want to be on the show, there's a form on there. Fill it out. And uh, we'll reach out to you. We'll definitely bring you on the show. We want to bring as many people as possible on here to talk sports. And especially line some stuff up when the sports season kind of dies down because that'll be the season. That'll be the time period where we start doing debates and more stuff like that. So, you know, really kind of once the football season dies down, we kind of slow down with the football world. And that's when we like to do debates and arguments and this and that. So if you're interested in that, you want to talk sports, argue sports, anything like that, definitely hit us up. We'll definitely bring you on the show. So. Check out our sponsors too, so Ray don't yell at me again. Bucked Up and Savage Barbell. I got you, Ray Ray. They're in the description of this video. Check them out. Use our promo code. Save yourself some money. And uh, yeah, I guess I'm not missing anything, Ray Ray. If so, yell at me. No, and uh, I can't be late to work because I'm not at work. So That's what I'm talking about. I can't be late to work when uh, I make my own hours anymore. So Oh, shoot. We're going to have to rebrand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this no longer, this no longer uh, is about me so, now that I can't be late to work. Yeah, one of y'all out there, y'all are late. This is for you. Yeah, for for those ones that are habitual, habitually late to work, this episode's for you. With that being said, we're late to work sports, and we out. See ya.